When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So quick layout for this video today or, or podcast if you're listening to it in the podcast world. And yes, I am on most major podcast platforms if you prefer to use that rather than YouTube. My feelings will not be hurt whatsoever. I encourage you to do that if you want to. But quick layout. So the Fed had their meeting yesterday. I want to talk about what is going on. You know, if you guys were watching the markets, if you guys were watching uh, the, the news, there's a lot of volatility yesterday, kind of across the board, the stock market, the bond market, precious metals, dollar index. Uh, what does this mean for the markets? And, and maybe more importantly, what does it mean for the economy? So I want to talk about all that, and especially, you know, with a focus on precious metals, because I know you guys are interested in that as well. Uh, but I want to start off with basically what happened in the first place. So the Fed raised rates, and that's that's not the big deal here. That's not why markets did what they did. That's not why the Dow swung like six, seven hundred points. Okay, going into this meeting, there was some uncertainty about whether or not the Fed would raise rates. But as we got closer, uh, I think a consensus kind of formed. You know, there was you know eighty percent chance or something. And usually, that's high enough for the Fed to kind of get the signal that you can raise rates. Almost, almost like giving the market what they want to some extent. So they raised rates. And that was, again, not what created the markets. It's, it's the details that the Fed left afterwards. What the markets were hoping for was a dovish Fed, a Jerome Powell that would kind of take more of a wait and see approach going forward, uh, more of a, you know what, we're going to raise rates today, but heading into 2019, uh, we, we wouldn't rule out a rate hike or two, but we're going to be very data dependent. We're going to be very cautious moving forward. That's not really the, the impression that he left on the markets. Rather, basically what he said is, we're adjusting a bit. We're, we're going to maybe take one rate hike off the table in 2018, but we very well may not. And, and overall, my, my course, my trajectory, the tra- trajectory of the interest rates of the Fed hasn't really changed. Right? There was that. And then also another thing that he said that spooked the markets was, was in regards to the balance sheet. The, the unwind that I'm always talking about on this channel, quantitative tightening. He basically said, it's no big deal. He says, quote, this is from CNBC, quote, I think that the runoff of the balance sheet has been smooth and has served its purpose. I don't see us changing that. So Powell said. So there you have it. I mean, and that, that spooked the markets as well because they're understanding that, hey, this quantitative tightening, this is the opposite of QE. And look at what QE did. Maybe we should be worried about this. And Powell's coming out here saying, ah, it's, it's going smoothly. Um, never mind the fact that that markets are down like 10%. You know, they're around, uh, well, right now, as I record this video, I think they are at their lowest point for 2018, right? They're down at their lows from like November or October of 2017. Um, I wouldn't call that smooth, right? And most people might, you know, question like how much influence does does this balance sheet unwind have on the stock market? But, you know, again, I'll remind you, what type of influence did QE have on the markets? Okay, you, you saw this this massive secular bull market that that began uh, around the time that QE and zero percent interest rates began. 
you know, what type of an influence did Fed balance sheet have on stocks back then, as long, along with real estate prices? Because remember, they, they buy the bonds, they buy the mortgage-backed securities as well. Um, also, what type of influence did it have on liquidity? You know, there's a lot of liquidity concerns out there right now. And Fed doing things like quantitative tightening, that's removing liquidity from the system. Now, you know, for a long time, as a bit of an aside, for a long time in this channel, I've talked about how it's been $50 billion a month. And, and you know, the, the good folks over at Zero Hedge actually pointed out that, no, it's not lately, which is which is interesting. Um, not that the Fed has, has officially changed anything. It's simply that from month to month, sometimes they just aren't able to unwind the full 50. Uh I'm assuming because they don't want to actually outright sell any assets. What they've been doing is, is as assets uh, mature, whether that's bonds or that's treasuries, uh, they let them run off the balance sheet. I'm assuming that's what it is, and they're just choosing not to sell because it wouldn't be that hard to just sell an extra however many billion. But over the last couple of months, I think they've been averaging like 36.1 or 36.2 billion. But uh, an unwind is an unwind. Uh, tightening is a tightening. So so that's the other piece of it. So Jerome Powell basically came out and said, a, raising rates and the markets are like, okay, we kind of expected that. And, and then he went on to say that, oh, by the way, we're going to continue raising rates in 2019. Um, at least that's the current plan. And we're going to continue with our balance sheet unwind. And markets did not react kindly to that. Okay, So stocks were down. Um, where is this going long term? I think this is obviously bearish for stocks, and that's not to rule out a rally. Okay, but if the Fed continues on this this hawkish path for too long, you know, I guess if I could sum it up in in one quick sentence, would be like to say, we've seen this movie before, right? We've seen this happen before, where the Fed raises rates too quickly, they raise them too high, and they pop the very bubbles they created. Right? This is exactly what they did back in the mid-2000s. Alan Greenspan and then Ben Bernanke. Right? Raise rates too quickly, raise them too much, and pop the bubble you created. Right? That's what we're doing right now. Okay, And so if the Fed obviously continues to raise interest rates, you're going to see the economy tank. You're going to see the stock market tank. And, and it's, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's frustrating for me, but you know, for a long time on this channel, several several months dating back to the summer, I talked about this tightening, this dual tightening from the Fed, this QE, or sorry, quantitative tightening, QT, and these interest rate hikes, and how the, the economy is just not going to be able to handle it. Like, you have to understand, the economy today is nowhere near as robust as it was back in 2005, 2006, <clears throat> in terms of what we can handle in interest rates. Right, we just have a ton of debt. The demographics picture is worse. Manufacturing, you name it, like everything is just worse today than it was back then. And and that's overall been the trend that that our economy requires lower and lower interest rates to try and eke out some sort of growth. And of course, along the way, the side effect of that is is currency debasement, or destruction, whatever you want to call it, and more and more debt. But, but of course, people are saying, no, it's going to be fine. Interest rates, the Fed funds rate, which he raised to like, what, 2.5%, between 2.25 and 2.5%. Uh, you know, they were saying, well, this could go to 3.5%, maybe even 4%. We'll be fine, right? The balance sheet unwind can continue for a year or two indefinitely, and we'll be fine. And I said, like, let's pump our brakes here. No, 
It can't, you know? And, and then later on, and this isn't just me. It's not like this is my novel idea. Many other people have been saying this, right? And of course, the other thing is that it's not just the Fed tightening, you know? The ECB stopped their their uh, uh, QE program this month. The Bank of Japan is slowly moving in that direction. People's Bank of China is, is uh, and the Chinese government is, is um, handling... Uh, weakness in their economy differently than they have in the past, right? They haven't just been trying to immediately inflate the bubble again. They've been letting it deflate slowly, right? And then we have the trade war. We have all these things coming together, high valuations in the stock market and the real estate market. It's no surprise that this is the end result. This is what's happening and that it's happening so quickly, right? The end of 2018 rather than what a lot of people said, you know, middle of 2020 or something like that. No, this is the one of the longest uh, recoveries, economic recoveries in U.S. history, economic expansions. It's no surprise that it, it, it appears to be coming to an end here. So if they continue to raise rates, that's what's going to happen. And if they don't continue to raise rates, I still think that's what's going to happen. Uh, you know, because basically, you know, the next three months, the next six months are, are going to be a crucial period for the Fed. Question is going to be, are they going to raise rates or are they not going to raise rates? And every time that they even hint that they're going to continue to raise rates 2019, I think you'll see the markets tank. You'll see them go down. That is not what the markets want to hear, right? As, as somebody else put it, I, I didn't even see who it was this morning. Let's see here. Um, this is a, I'll have it here in a second. But basically he said, uh, people got to wonder, uh, David Tepper is the Fed, you know, Powell just told you the Fed put is dead, meaning that the Fed's not going to save the markets. Okay, so long long term, where do I think this is heading in 2019? They raise rates today. If if they raise them one more time, two more times, like like you have, you have to understand that the circumstances of that would not be <coughs> what Chow, uh, Chairman Powell was doing for much of the time in the past, where he was raising rates as the stock market was climbing and climbing and climbing. No. And that's what Yellen did a bit towards the end of her tenure as well, or her time in, as, as chairwoman. No, it, it's going to be raising rates in the midst of a lot of weakness in the economy, in the stock market. You'll see this in the stock market. You'll see in the debt markets, the corporate debt markets. Right. You'll see uh, bubbles start to pop. You'll see problems pop up left and right in our economy. And I just don't so foresee that. You know, I think this is going to be a wait approach. And no matter what Powell said yesterday, no matter what the Fed said yesterday, if they raise rates again, I, I, unless we have some magical recovery in the next couple months, it's going to be six months out, nine months out before they even consider raising rates again. And of course, they still have quantitative tightening in the meantime. They're going to continue to tighten. So that's where we're heading. I'm not so sure they're going to raise rates again. I'm not so sure they're going to uh, loosen uh, or tighten monetary policy a whole lot more other than through through their balance sheet unwind. And so I think what this means is that we're, we're getting closer and closer to the end game here. Recession, right? And of course, it's bearish for stocks. And that's really bullish for metals because basically how we see this playing out is that the Fed is pivoting. They'll, they'll be forced to pivot. As I said, they're not going to... What happened today or what happened yesterday, raising rates in the midst of a in a lot of market turmoil and, and a lot of questions about the economy, they're not going to make that a regular practice where every time they raise rates, the market crashes by, by you know, a 700-point swing, right? 
Already people are talking about a weakening economy. By then, they'll talk about it even more. And that, that plays into perception, plays into actual consumption, investment. Um, the, the, again, the corporate debt markets are already reeling uh, even prior to this rate hike. And so it's, I just don't see it happening again anytime soon. And, and because I don't think it happens anytime soon, I think before they, they even have a chance for things to kind of cool down, stabilize and everything and, and consider raising rates again, I think we're already going to be moving into an economic downturn. I think you'll certainly see it worldwide in other places, whether that's China, Australia, Canada, the EU. You'll start to see it those places and that's going to play into the Fed decision-making, play into the U.S. economy as a whole. Um, so for precious metals, what does this mean for precious metals? Well, you know, if I can talk about them for a bit, because I know you guys will enjoy this. Um, they were down following that announcement, which is kind of what you'd expect. You know, interest rates in theory are bearish for for uh, metals, right? Partly because they're bullish for the dollar in theory. Well, you know, when it's all said and done, they were down. If I can put this into some numbers for you. Gold topped out, you know, around 12.57 leading into the meeting yesterday, uh, kind of overnight or, or in the afternoon, they closed around 12.42, gold did. Well, as the time that I'm recording this video, they're back up above 12.50, around 12.55 right now. So not that big of a deal. They're back up again. Uh, Long term, what, what, what does this mean for precious metals? Well, you know, I think heading into the new year, we're going to see them bounce. We're going to see them move up. Gold could take out 1300 which would be a big deal. Silver could move out of the $14 range into the 15 maybe into $16 range, depending on what happens with the ratio as well. As far as the Fed goes, I continue to say that the next big catalyst for precious metals is the Fed. Fed weakening. Fed loosening of their policy. That's the next big, I mean, I'm not ruling out some other catalyst, but it's going to be the Fed. It's going to be the Fed coming out uh, three months from now, you know, four or five months from now, coming out and saying, uh, we're not going to raise rates today. And we're going to, uh, you know, uh, reel in our forecast. Like maybe we're not going to raise rates next time either or, or for the next six months or whatever, you know, really begin to officially make this pivot towards easing because they're going to have to very quickly you know make this pivot towards easing towards interest rate cuts through halting their qt program that's going to be dollar bearish and you'll see metals move up on the back of that somewhat as they begin this pivot i think that's going to coincide with weakness in the economy and i'm not ruling out some sort of a drop in the markets uh, precious metals markets like we had in 2008 don't think it'll be as extreme head into this next downturn uh, but then once the fed is forced to react uh, quickly in, with with major rate cuts, with, with major QE, that's going to be the big move for precious metals. At that point, it's not going to be the only piece of it. Uh, it's not going to be the only big catalyst to move up. But that's a big one that I've been watching for a while now, and I, and I maintain my view that what the Fed does and, and how that influences the dollar, which I think long-term will be very bearish for the dollar, is going to be what starts silver and gold to move up. Now, I'm not saying that's going to set it to 50 for silver or or. T- 2000 for gold but it'll start it on, on on a path in that direction so that's my take on it um you know i'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the co- on the comment section um what does this mean for for the economy stock markets and of course precious metals uh, this is a big big meeting big meeting from the fed 
Um, and it'll be interesting to see what direction they decide to go with this. Uh, I, I can guarantee you already um, what they, they put out yesterday in terms of, of their projections going forward is already outdated because of the reaction from the markets. Because of the reaction from the markets, um, already that's that's outdated. And I think already their, their outlook, outlook, I think we're going to find pretty soon here, is is more and more moving in the dovish direction. So again, I'd love to hear your thoughts this down below in the comment section. And yes, I'm on all major podcast platforms that I know of, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google, Android, uh, Pocket Cast, CastBox, there's some other ones I'm forgetting, but but I'm mostly Podbean. Uh, I'm on most of them, so check me out there if you uh, prefer that format. Um, but if not, I'm, I love having you guys here on YouTube. So as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video or listening to this podcast, and God bless.